We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back. It's the Big Blue Banter, New York Giants football podcast. I'm Dan Schneier, joined as always by co-host Nick Filato, who's showing off his T-shirt today. Don't know exactly. I didn't catch what that was. Is that like a Harry Potter thing? No. Uh, okay. Do you know me to ever watch Harry Potter? No. But I've never seen a Harry Potter. I've never seen a Star Wars. I've been called anti-American for those facts. I'm showing off a shirt. This is a rage. This was the hockey team that I was on back uh, in New Jersey that we started when I was in high school. And, uh, yeah, it's a hockey team with me and a bunch of my friends from back home. Nice. I'm telling them, like, yo, get your guys' asses on the ice and let's go and play. I'm moving back. I don't know if that's going to happen. So I'm going to have to be a free agent and join some random leagues. So if there's any listeners out there who play ice hockey in northern Jersey, let me know a rink in New York, too. I'm willing to travel for that nice. because I'm looking for a league. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, while Nick gets ready for northern Jersey ice hockey season, we – are here to break down the Giants all 22 defensive film today against the Cowboys week 10. It was ugly. It was their worst film of the year. Maybe was it? I would consider it potentially their worst film of the year. They gave up over 600 yards of offense, which is definitely just unheard of more than the Dolphins game. which wasn't great film either. They were out. I mean, this is partially because of DeVito, but they were they were outgained by the most yards by any team in the history of the NFL, I think, 448 yards. I think you tweeted that from Andrew, uh, retweeted that from Siciliano. I'll say this, Nick, and it's so funny because it just shows how big of a gap there is at the quarterback position in the NFL because Dak Prescott played unbelievable in this game. Just unbelievable film. This is probably the best film. No, not probably. This is definitely the best film of any quarterback who played the Giants this year by a considerable margin. The ball placement, the anticipation, the throws he made under pressure, the processing speed. And yet Dak Prescott's viewed widely by the rest of the NFL as like a quarterback who can't get it done and like more in that Kirk Cousins tier. And they're probably right. And it just shows like to me, man, watching tape like this, this is so far off from anything Daniel Jones has ever given the Giants at any point in his career, except for maybe that Washington game, I guess, from 2019, where the defense quit. And even, you know, and I know based on your reaction, how stupid that sounds to us. But well, I know some fans might fact that we have to keep bringing that game up. Like, yes. Like some sort of like it's Excalibur to us. You know, right. like, this is going to solve everything for it's like, no, man, like it happened years ago like we should and even in that game yes there were five tds been 300 yards but there weren't throws like this one these were no, good these were different level throws and yet even with that and the fact that the giants haven't gotten anything close to that at any point in daniel jones's career 
this is still not enough for most people what Dak Prescott gives you as a quarterback. And, you know, and they might be right because he hasn't made any kind of run in the postseason at all at any point with pretty good teams around him at times. So it's just like it just goes to show like this thing, man, it's tough to find these quarterbacks. It's really hard. And even when you find them, you there's the levels to this shit because I don't know, man, this was unreal tape from Dak Prescott, but I don't think it changes my opinion too much on who he is as a quarterback, despite the fact he was able to totally take advantage of a defense. And now he's seen this system. This is what fourth time or third time. He didn't play the first game last year playing the playing the Giants and Wake Martindale system. So he has a better grasp of what they're doing and how to attack it. But man, he looked good in this game. Good is an understatement. Yeah, he looked elite in this specific game. He looked absolutely elite. Like every time the guy dropped back to pass, I was like, oh, this is going to be completed. And, and it was. And it was so precise. And there was such great timing on his throws, yeah. on, his, on his three, his five-step drops. I said, man, like this guy was a Michelin star chef in this game. Like he cooked that well. That's how well he was cooking. Over 400 yards. I get he threw the interception. That was a really good play by Cordell Flock to work underneath of a quick passing concept. But other than that, man, the way he was hitting Cooks against middle of the field, closed looks on the slot yeah. fade. Outside release, slot fade. You're going to hold the number one. I got that matchup. I want Brandon Cooks looked like, what, 2018 Brandon Cooks out there. He had more yards in this game. I think he went for 171. I think he had 164 on the season, the entire season, Dan. Wow. He had more yards in this game against the Giants. He caught 9 of 10. C.D. Lamb absolutely just torched. The New York Giants had a rushing touchdown, had a receiving touchdown, had that one-handed catch. Giants tried to put Darnay Holmes on the outside against them. And I felt like every cornerback that they used and they attempted to press, whether that be Cordell Flott, whether that be Deontay Banks, whoever it was, it didn't matter. They couldn't even get hands on CeeDee yeah. Lamb. They couldn't even get freaking hands on him. And then CeeDee Lamb would release and would automatically have like a step or two because the Giants were trying to jam and they couldn't even touch the guy. That's how bad it was from a defensive and a secondary perspective from yesterday's game. Yeah, there, there's no denying it. It's CeeDee Lamb is really good with his release package really? off the line of scrimmage. Like he's just this part of the reason why he's such an easy winner. I mean, his tape at Oklahoma was phenomenal. One of my favorite receivers I watch. I he was my unquestioned number one wide receiver in that draft. And I'm glad to see that I was right on that one. No fan. I mean, we don't know what could happen with rugs, but we but we can be sure that he's better than Jerry Judy, in my opinion, at this point. I don't think it's even close. And it never really was, in my mind, a close debate. And it's just so stupid that the Cowboys, of course, were able to get him like that late into a draft class. Like It's just classic, stupid NFL letting the NFC East teams like the Cowboys and the Eagles benefit. But, yeah, as far as this tape goes, like you said, I think you said it best. The timing and the rhythm of the passing game is what stood out to me. The Cowboys had such good time. This is an example of what we discuss a lot on this podcast, how important timing ball placement, staying in rhythm as a passing game is something the Giants have really struggled to do over these last two, three, four, five years, um, you know, dating back to the end of Eli too. So six, seven years of bad timing passing game. But when it works like this and when it looks like this, it clicks and it's hard, in my opinion, to stop as a defense. Like it requires you to get a lot of pressure up front and the Giants didn't necessarily get that in this game uh, with the exception of Dexter Lawrence, who had another phenomenal game on film. Uh, despite the circumstances not really being in his favor. Kayvon Thibodeau, obviously, Nick, left this game with a concussion. That yeah. played a role. It, he didn't get full. I think he left around halftime, if not at halftime. So that is a massive detriment when you have to, like, put your hot board out there. I mean, this is it for me. I said this in the last pod, Nick, but I'll say it again. 
this has to be it for the Jihad Ward experiment. I mean, he's just no longer capable of playing, in my opinion, at the NFL level. Every time I watch him on tape, he looks like a liability out there, in my opinion. He offers no juice in the passing game. He has some good run reps occasionally, but not somebody like that. It's 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 gotten to that point, in my opinion, where this is they need a new solution next year. It's sad. It's a sad state of affairs for the New York Giants because they spent a recent second and a recent first True. on the edge position, and I'm sitting here. And there's a lot to talk about come NFL draft. And I'm like, I have a lot of interest in the edge group. I so know. Giants need another edge rusher. You can't go into the season with these Zoshane Zimenezes and these Boogie Bashams. Although I'll say this, I actually noticed 45 on tape. He yeah. had a couple of days where I was like, 45. Oh, there you are. Because every other game this season, I didn't even notice he was out there. True. And you know, know what? It's a bad thing because it's not like he's making glaring mistakes, but he's just doing nothing for you. And he doesn't really offer that much juice or anything. He like played that. 41 snaps in this game, which is the, it's got to be a season high for him. I'd imagine. I mean, you had Aziz coming back from an injury and Kayvon left early. So who else is going to soak up those edge snaps? And Isaiah Simmons made that play early on in the game, but ended up only only playing 12 snaps himself. None, uh, none, no, no run defense snaps. So it's clear what the Giants have kind of pigeonholed him as. Um, and we may not get to see him, you know, realize any expectations here this year in this defense. Who knows if he'll resign or not, or if they even have interest in resigning him. I could successfully or not successfully, unsuccessfully say now, Nick, that I was wrong about Isaiah Simmons. I thought he'd have a major impact in this scheme. That's clearly not happening now and unlikely to happen. Well, um, look, we expected the Giants' offense to be good, or at least functional. If the Giants' offense was functional, then the defense would be in situations where they right. can employ time and dollar, and that's where Isaiah Simmons survives. But when your defense sucks, or when your offense sucks, and your defense can't be in these favorable situations where they can cook up these blitzes, and Isaiah Simmons isn't going to thrive. It's, it's really that simple. Yeah, that's a great point. That's totally fair. We saw an uptick in snaps from Nick McLeod in this game, somebody we've been calling for. Can't say it was a great game from Nick McLeod. He had a couple missed tackles in this game, two to be exact, out of three attempts. He was targeted six times in this game, allowed five receptions. So wasn't the best Nick McLeod game, and we've been calling for him to get more snaps. Like, obviously, everything looks worse when a timing of a passing game is this crisp, like you said, because it really did feel like Dak was processing things so fast that the minute he hit the top of his drop, he was ready to get rid of the ball and he was getting rid of it on time with good ball placement, leading the receiver. So hard to play DB under those circumstances for sure. But just something interesting to note there, Dane Belton got a few, a few more snaps than, than maybe typically 12 total snaps in this game. I thought there were a couple good plays that I noticed on film from DJ Davidson, Nick. So that kind of stood out to me. He played 32 snaps in this game, looking at that now. And we finally saw a little bit of Bobby McCain in this game. Obviously, you know, things toward the end were, were all out of whack, but that was interesting to see for sure. He almost had an interception on, on a good play, and he's lucky, or the Giants are lucky, that I think, was it Prescott thrown? Or, no, that was Cooper Rush at that, that Rush, time. Yeah. Rush had a... Um, if the receiver he was targeting broke off and ran a streak instead of running the post directly into the safety, easy touchdown. It was right. an easy touchdown. And Bobby McCain did a good job regardless watching Rush's eyes and working underneath that play. I felt like it was interesting what, what uh, Mike McCarthy did in this game after Dak Prescott threw the interception. After that interception happened, it was like, we're just going to move the pocket half field reads. Yep. And that's what we're going to do. And we're going to attack and it's going to be man coverage. We're going to run pick. We're going to run rub. We are going to get the number two receiver open on simple little flat routes. We're going to motion CD lamb from the backside to change up assignments. The court of fly, I think didn't pick up on that on a, on a player 
early in the second quarter, if I'm not mistaken, ended up going to CD Lamb. And it just the one play that I feel like is the most demoralizing play, maybe even of the season, which saying a lot, is the play where Dak Prescott was pressured and he threw off his back foot, like just like getting rid of the football. And CD Lamb somehow came down with it. And I was like, how did Lamb like know that the football was going to be there? Because he was already working upfield and somehow he was able yeah. to come back and catch that ball. It's just crazy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know this season has been rough, gross, disgusting, and of course, disappointing. But I find solace through Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. I just pick two to six players, stat projections, select more or less on those projections, and I watch the winnings roll in. It's simple, easy, fun, and their flex play options allow you to win on, say, two out of three selections instead of all three. I choose this option often because I'm a coward. You could be a coward too and capitalize on a higher probability to win. And now with basketball season here, you can select pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. Let's bank on that. Plus, PrizePix even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. One of the many reasons why they've earned the tagline, Daily Fantasy Sports Made easy. So please go to prizepicks.com slash banter and use code banter for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash banter and use the code banter for a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Make Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. There are few things better in the world than kicking back, watching some football, and biting into some delicious Little Caesars pizza. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday, and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Old world pepperoni, pepperoni, extra cheese, Italian sausage, olives, onions, 
pineapple if you're into that. Put it on half the pie, the entire pie. There are so many other options that I don't have time to name. Slap that on a round crust, a thin crust, a stuffed crust, a Detroit-style deep dish. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game. Nick, you ever been in the spot where you just felt like, I've got a few hours to go, I'm going to this game, I'm buying tickets, and I don't have the tickets yet. You're stressing, the anxiety is at an all-time high, and you're trying to figure out what the heck you can do to get to this game. That happened to me a few years ago when the Wisconsin Badgers made the Sweet 16 game in the Madison Square Garden. My dad, diehard Badgers fan, the reason I went to Wisconsin, the reason I am a Badgers fan, I needed to get him tickets for that game. It was his birthday. So I'm stressing. I don't know what to do. And then, boom, I figure it out. I use the Game Time app. The Game Time app is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and anything near you. They got killer deals, last-minute tickets. You click open the app, and you're shocked to see that you can actually go to these games having a good time and not actually have to pay so much money that it breaks your bank account. Stanley Cup final week one this past season. I used the game time app last second. It was actually past the time of puck drop. Went on the app. I was in Vegas, saw the Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Florida Panthers. And I also used the game time app to buy my entire family when they came out here to Phoenix to visit me to see Tom Segura's special, which is actually the same special Netflix used for their videotapings. And I love it because you can find so much on the app. Like you get an actual image of the seat view, not like you're buying a seat with an obstructed view. It's an actual image. You know what you're getting. Lowest prices that I've seen by far, and that's their guarantee. You get event cancellation protection, job loss protection. They go all out here to make sure that this is a great experience for the user. Snag the tickets without the stress of, with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code BANTER. That's B A N T E R for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code BANTER, B A N T E R, for $20 off. It was crazy to watch. I think part of the reason it looked so bad last uh, yesterday for the Giants was just what you just said just crazy good execution from the Cowboys. And that's going to happen sometimes in the NFL. But without further ado, let's get into some of these tape breakdowns, Nick. Um, see what we got today. See if some we can learn a little bit from this. Yeah, let's see if we can learn anything from this. First play we're going to go over is quarter one, 519 first and 10. This is just going to be a corner route against cover six defense, far hash throw from Dak Prescott. And you can just see Jake Ferguson coming open here. The fact that this was recognized and Cordo Flot almost worked underneath it, that's a Okay sign, but still, he wasn't able to, to get there. But he notices at this point, you can see him on the, the inner receiver who's running some sort of pivot back to the middle hook defender on the inside. He notices where Dak Prescott's eyes are, and he's like, this is some sort of sale type of concept. There's going to be a corner route. Let me try to sink underneath, but that's just good ball placement to Jake Ferguson for the first down. That's the first play that I had. The second play. Do you have anything on that, though, bud? Yeah, no, it was a good ball placement, good timing, and he's, like you said, it was a far hash throw. So just a good, 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 good example of arm talent there from Dak Prescott. There was a lot of arm talent on display. Next play, third and six. Watch this double team on CD Lamb. This is one of the more interesting double teams I've seen from Wink Martindale. CD Lamb is at the top of your screen. And who was going to double team him? Dane Belton from the middle of the field is going to run all the way across to double team CD Lamb. 
You have a defender outside leverage. Dane Belton works through all that traffic, gets to CeeDee Lamb. Both of them are now on Lamb. Dak Prescott recognizes the man coverage, takes it for a first down using his legs. I feel like Dak hasn't used his legs like this against the Giants since the Logan yeah. Ryan. True. True. He really did decide to, to, to let it rip today. Yeah, he had, the, he had the rushing touchdown as well. This is solid coverage from the right. Giants. You have, I think that's Nick McLeod at the bottom of your screen, taking the, the corner route of Michael Gallup, who honestly, like, I know he had the touchdown that was long. That's the Giants. Mm-hmm. Michael Gallup just doesn't seem like he has that juice no. anymore. Cooks does. <laughs> Cooks looks like they had it. At least oh, against yeah. the that's for certain. But yeah, this is um, upsetting. This was on a third and six picked up by Dak Prescott. We'll see it from this angle. Oh, no, this is another play. I apologize. This is a nice counterfeit that I wanted to highlight, man. So this is an interesting counter run by the Dallas Cowboys. Double Y set. You can see number 18, who's a wide receiver, is reduced into the backside. And they're going to pull the center and the backside tackles. This is a CT counter run. Watch Kayvon Thibodeau and Bobby Okereke fit this. Just created an absolute wall for Tony Pollard. There's nowhere for Tony Pollard to go. I love this play by Kayvon Thibodeau. Look, squeeze technique. You're going to keep everything tight, tight, tight. Hey, Tyler Biotish, what's up? Boom. I'm going to hit you here. And then Bobby Okereke is going to meet Tyron Smith right in the hole. Look at that. That is great run defense right there. I love to see this. I wish there was maybe a, a defender who was maybe um, in this backside cutback lane, but it didn't really matter because the Giants – uh, closed it off really well. And I'm guessing just playing, looking at Micah McFadden, who had another solid game. I just wish he was a yeah. little bit better securing tackles. He had one missed tackle in the hole where I'm just like, that's still somewhat of an issue for Micah McFadden. I'm very excited about what Micah McFadden offers the New York Giants moving forward, but he just needs to clean up his tackling technique just a little bit. I think that's fair to say. But he works over the top of all of this. Like they were trying to spill everything outside, but they uh, they boxed it all back inside and there were a bunch of rallying defenders. Some good, good overall play by the Giants. Yeah, great overall play. And I think even if they did, if he did try to cut that back, Pollard, uh, Dexter Lawrence would have closed that space. Yeah, he does eventually try to cut it back. You see Dexter Lawrence just put Zach Martin down. Now, Zach Martin's feet get tangled up. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but Dexter Lawrence had another good game. You could tell, man, they were really focusing on stopping 97, as every team does. Here's the third and five interception by Cordell Flott. You're going to see Cordell Flott. He's going to be at the top of your screen over the number two receiver, okay? Watch him expand outward, expand outward, expand outward. Eyes right to Dak Prescott. Yep. Quick pass concept on the hitch. Work right underneath. That's a great play by Cordell Flott. That's excellent timing by Flott to jump this play because you can see it's a quick passing concept. And I'm wondering if Flott is looking out of his periphery this entire time because he works to the inside of the number two. Sinks, sinks, sinks to the top of the numbers. And that's where he flashes his eyes right when Dak Prescott hits his back foot. He knows exactly what's coming. So I'm wondering if this is somewhat of a bait job by Cordell yeah. Flott, knowing that you know Dak Prescott likes to throw these quick concepts to his tight ends quite often. That's an excellent play by the young cornerback. Yeah, without a doubt. Great eyes from Flott. We've seen a lot of the Giants' interceptions this season look like that with good eyes from the cornerback. Um, and just the timing is excellent, too. Yeah, and Dak does a Dak does a job staring this down, too. Like his eyes are yeah. kind of in that same exact spot. So Flott made it a little bit easier for Flott. Great play, though. Now we're going to see an interesting play call where the Giants don't just drop eight in the red zone. They drop nine. This is the touchdown pass to Brendan Cooks. Great um, job by Dak Prescott to recognize that it's going to be man coverage with an inside leverage defender and no one's going to be to that back pylon and no one was. And it's a touchdown pass. But look, there's only two guys rushing, Dan. Two guys rushing and then everyone else drops to the middle of the field. Unfortunately, yep. the Cowboys had an answer for it. 
This is a tough, tough task. I know a lot of people are criticizing Flop for this. It's a tough task, in my opinion, anytime you're running these corner routes in the red zone to stay with the coverage. Against man coverage, especially when you're running against a veteran wide receiver who really knows right. how to create situation. Because look at Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks releases to the outside. Now watch him lean, 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 push yep. off. That's a push off right there. Now it's a legal push off because he's not. You're going to get away with that every time. Oh yeah, and the and the way Cooks kind of bends this, he's he's not running necessarily to the back pylon. He, he flattens it out because there's nothing but space basically for right. the numbers to the sideline here. So he flattens it out and then catches it near like midway into the um into the end zone area so it's just a, a nice route and a nice play by brendan cooks good throw by dak prescott and like flot didn't have a great game but flot didn't have a terrible game either i think that's a good way to yeah he made it. some he had some good moments and the interception was great yeah and you can see it from this this angle just flot was kind of right there man like watch yeah, it was good ball placement honestly yeah, and just he just beat Dak Prescott's throw just got to Brandon Cooks before Flots handed. So it was really, really tight coverage, but good execution by the Dallas Cowboys. And now again, look at the attention paid to CD Lamb. We're back in the red zone. Yep. This is the third and nine. This is the rushing touchdown by Dak Prescott. CD Lamb is your number two receiver to the bottom of the screen. It's an empty formation. You have a player outside, Deontay Banks of CD Lamb. You have Somebody inside, a linebacker walling them off, and you have the safety over the top. And they all have their eyes. That's that's three pairs of eyes. That's six eyes on C.D. Lamb. And um, it didn't really necessarily matter. I'm wondering, Dan, because I looked. There wasn't a penalty called here. Was this picked up? Was this was this a penalty on Brandon Cooks on that push-off? Because you see the yellow laundry oh. flying out. And it was never called. But if you watch the play, I'm like, well, what is the penalty? Is someone holding C.D. Lamb? No, no one really touches CD Lamb at all. CD Lamb just avoids everybody. And if you look at Brendan Cooks, that could be a legal contact against the Giants. That might be what it is. But yeah. It also kind of looked like a like a you know, push off there. I don't know. Mm. Regardless, regardless of the fact, um, Giants were really trying to eliminate CD Lamb and Dak Prescott. No one accounted for him, so he just takes it himself, unfortunately. And I think I have this this angle too. We'll see. From the end zone, we have Aziz Ojolari, Dexter Lawrence on the field, along with Kayvon, who is wildly held here. Tyron, like that's yeah, not as wild as it looks. I still think it's a hold that you got to, yeah, right there. He's tugging on that. Yeah, you got to call that. I feel like Kayvon doesn't really get a lot of calls, man. Maybe Never I should get called and called because that, that could, that could, should certainly be called. So I think Kayvon Thibodeau is easily tracking down Dak Prescott in this situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nobody's looking around. That's unfortunate. Give us a break. This play by Dak Prescott is once you see from the end zone angle, you're gonna be so impressed by it. And it's it's a great play by Dak to find CD Lamb against a cover two defense. CD yeah. Lamb right past the the player who is occupying the Tampa two or the, the Mike linebacker role in a, in a cover two. But watch Dak's helmet. Watch the stripe of his helmet here to see what defense it is. Check deep half safety. Back to other deep half safety. I know the center field's open. I got to get it over Dane Belton, who's playing the middle linebacker position in this defense. Third and five. One, two. He's going to be open. Three. That's beautiful, dude. That's just beautiful. Yep. Even beautiful the ball play placement by. to the back shoulder to, to lead it away from the safety. I know, man. It's all happening, again, on the drop back. It's not like he's processing the right. defense while he's sitting back there on that back foot. He's collecting all of this information as he drops back. And once he right. sets up, like, oh, I know exactly where CD's going to be. CD's going to take it right up the field. And that's right over the top of Belton. It's a beautiful play by Dak. 
And he even allows him to protect himself after the catch. Just great yeah. stuff from the Cowboys here, unfortunately. Unfortunately. And now we have a play action 37-yard pass to Brandon Cooks on a second and 14. And this is just an insane throw by Prescott off the play action. Uh, he takes a huge hit from Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. The ball just floats right into place. And it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, and then everything is going Dallas's way. They're executing at such a high level that we can't really do much. It's one of the best throws by any quarterback on Giants tape this year. By yeah, far. Man. It's up there, especially, dude. He steps up right into Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. And he maybe, knows. Maybe you could have had a holding call against um, 63, I would say, right here with DJ yeah. Davidson. Davidson, again, you brought it up earlier. I think you're yeah, spot. He looked, he looked pretty good in this game. Especially as a pass rusher. Maybe. Yeah. Like, Mostly maybe, as a pass rusher is what I saw. Yeah. Maybe we characterized him a little bit. Well, not wrong, but we kind of thought when the Giants drafted him, because the Arizona State tape, it wasn't like he was rushing the passer yeah, all the was. time. Yeah. He was much more of a run defender, but he has more pass rushing juice than I expected. Uh, and a pleasant surprise. And also, man, just Dexter Lawrence kind of just winning this rep against Zach Martin, too. Now, Zach Martin did enough to hold him long enough. So maybe I shouldn't say winning, but you can just see how Dex separates from Martin. Drills Prescott, and that throw is just ugh. on Hits the money, despite that perfectly in yards down the field. Just crazy stuff, right there from yeah, Dak Prescott, who had one of his best games of his career. It's probably what they would tell you, it's probably what people who watch the Cowboys more would tell you. But Nick, let's get into some superlatives from this game, and let's start here with your unheralded player on tape. We have different ones for this week. Yeah, I have Xavier McKinney as an unheralded player and he's going to come up again. Xavier McKinney had a pretty damn good game. Here, he did. Which, uh, no, oh, Dan, you tired? Yeah, I did. I've actually got, was yawning on the beyond the box score. I got caught with that too. I don't know what it is. I think it's this bright light ahead of me, uh, in front of me, just tricking my mind. But I had a Sean Robinson as my unheralded player on tape. I thought he had a pretty good game, just focusing on the D line and the O line more so for me. I'm noticing some things. DJ Davidson was one I brought up, but I thought Ashawn Robinson had a pretty solid to, to pretty good game. I don't know if he has any future here. He signed a one-year deal. Yeah. I would guesstimate that he probably doesn't, but he's playing better football. And if he continues to play like this, it might be worth bringing him back, to be completely honest. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I think Ashawn looked, I'm sorry? I think Ashawn looked really adept on tape, man. Like he was, yeah. he was doing all the dirty work in the trenches. Yep. Exactly. That's what it is. Even more so, met maybe than uh, Nacho at this point. Like, I yeah, think like definitely. Four, yeah, you know? definitely in that regard. A highest effort player for you, Xavier McKinney, man. Xavier McKinney me was too. everywhere. Me yeah. too. It was a good response game for McKinney. Obviously, he had last week where he made the comments about Winks and then Wink, you know, about Wink, and then Wink brought it up on his presser. I think it was a nice response game for McKinney. I personally still think the best route for the Giants long-term is if they can come to a way to get on the same page with McKinney and re-sign him. Um, I just don't think you get talent like this every once in a while. It's hard to find. We can't just keep letting these draft picks go, in my mind, especially if they're putting together good game tape like he has for the most part this year. So we'll see what happens there. Um, best player overall for you? Dexter Lawrence still. He had a couple plays where he was making tackles like outside the numbers. Yeah. And lining on like the far hash. He's just like working through trash and jumping over people. There was one really nice uh, run fill by, um, well, to the outside by Micah McFadden that I put on Twitter. I, I wish I had it uh, here so I could show everybody. Anybody want to go check it out? It's on Twitter where Micah McFadden outran Zach Martin to the point where Zach Martin was trying to climb up to the second level. 
took on the block of Tyler Smith to the front side and then made the tackle. But as he was making the tackle, Dexter Lawrence was also falling on top of the pile. And Dexter Lawrence like, tackled like three people, including two Cowboys and, and Michael McFadden on that play. It's just crazy how someone of his size can has that type of motor and also right. uh, makes those types of plays like by the sideline when he's aligned on the opposite side of the field. It is nuts to watch him play. And he now, Nick, is sixth just outside the top five with the six most pressure or pass rush win rate, according to pro football focus of all defensive players. The top five are obviously all edge players. And then everyone after Dexter is an edge player. It's that in the top 10. That's how insane it is for an interior nose tackle. They, as it said, as you know, I think Sam Monson tweeted it, a nose tackle to be top six in pressures or I'm sorry. in pass rush win rate is absolutely insane. And it shows up every week on tape no matter how much attention is paid to him by the opposing offensive line and opposing offensive coordinator. He is arguably one of the best, if not best players in the NFL at, on defense. The Giants have him. They have him signed through for a while. He's young. So is Andrew Thomas on the other side of the ball. Team has a lot more pieces than people realize. And his collective numbers are probably going to be lower this season because he doesn't really have a lot of pass rushing opportunities. Yes. In games. You know, the Giants were actually good and competitive. He'd be pinning his ears back and getting these yes. sacks and shit at the end of games. He, he doesn't have that opportunity. Good point. Very good point regarding the sacks. So they're going to be down when, you're t when your defense is playing the run all game in garbage time. Player we expect to see more from on tape. Unfortunately, it's the same name. Deontay Banks, three weeks in a row, man. Uh, and now he's hurt, too. Yeah. Not good. It's, a, it's a, again tough assignments. He's had a lot of tough assignments. The Giants had the uh, confidence in him to to shadow C.D. Lamb for a lot of the beginning of the game. It didn't work for the Giants, unfortunately. And I'll say something else too. This is um, separate from Deontay Banks. It got depressing early in the fourth quarter when I saw the Giants starters. When I saw ninety-seven and fifty-eight and forty-one, and then I was like, "Oh, where's Zach Martin? Right. Where's Tyron Smith? Where's Tony Pollard? Oh." And it was just like, wow, man. Like, that's how bad this team Yeah, was. it was giant starters versus backup Cowboys offense. And then there were some good plays in there. And I was like, I don't even want to put this on Twitter because it's like, yeah, it's, what do you, you know, you're doing this against some guy who was probably a practice right. squad. Call up. Right. There's nothing, nothing to be gained from it. There's no real telltale sign that it will translate because you're playing against backups. And that's like, it's essentially like the Giants played their hardest in the preseason and had some good plays. So. It's depressing. It's depressing for sure. Giants football is at an all-time depressing place um, for now. Hopefully that can change. Pass rushing grade 1 through 10. Can we go in the negatives? No. That's, uh, um, so they had the interceptions, which is – oh, this is pass rushing. Okay. Pass rushing. So for a second, pass defense, and I was like, oh, geez. Still, <laughs> pass rushing, what? Still no good. 1.4? I had 1.2. I just – you know, barely above a one, not much. Dexter Lawrence had some reps. That's about it. DJ Davidson had some reps, which we brought up. Those two had some had some moments, but not enough. And Kayvon getting hurt is just if he's out, that's gonna be the pass rush is gonna be non existent. Run defense one through ten. Yeah, run defense. Actually we're, not, like. yeah. we're not including Dak Prescott. So these are designed no, runs. Design runs. Six point eight. I think the run yeah, defense I went seven one on this. Like I, I feel like the run defense is pretty good in this game, Nick. Tony Pollard did nothing. Honestly, man, and I hate to say this, and it's so crazy because it's like Tony Pollard finally got out of Zeke's shadow, and it's like, oh yeah. wow, he's the guy. Yeah, he looks terrible. Rico Dattle kind of better. better. He definitely is... looked better in this game. Rico Dattle definitely looked better than Tony Pollard in this game. Something to note for you fantasy football players down yeah. the stretch. Yep. 
And, you know, the, the rate stats show it too. I think Jacob Gibbs did a good job explaining this last Monday. Like Tony Bard's like near dead last and like yards after contact per attempt, force miss tackle, right? All those like advanced uh, metrics that are used to, to signify and, and determine individual play. He's just not having a good year. I don't know if it's because he's not fully healthy. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the Zeke thing, but definitely not having a good year. All right, Nick, anything else in the defense before we wrap this up? No, nah, man, uh, it sucks. But hey, I, we're not certain. Dan, we'll have to talk about this after the podcast. If I'm going to be around this week, I am moving. Sure. So I have everything packed up. So if there is not a podcast, do apologize. We will be back to cover the game on Sunday. For sure. And to everybody who keeps tuning in and, and following us, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night, and we'll talk to you soon. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.